<laughs> so he then says, You think darkness is your ally? I was, oh, that's a red one. And then he shits himself. Oh, <laughs> oh, Batman on my planet, I'm kind of a loser like you. Oh, oh just so good. Oh, Sucks. Oh. Absolutely the highest oh. quality. Um, absolutely the highest quality anything ever. Actually. Gollum made that. It's Oscar winning. Gollum made that. <laughs> Gollum has made it. Gollum. He, 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 he made it precious. He, he made he made a he made a Mowgli for Warner Brothers. It got shunted to Netflix, and then what's his next step? I'm gonna go make Venom to let the be carnage. Venom. Um, uh, Venom. We're gonna talk about that trailer. In case anyone listening is like, "What? What are they going on?" We're gonna I mean, talk we, about that trailer. We have to talk about that. I mean, did we, not only is there nothing else to talk about, <laughs> um, but I have to talk about it just because I have to share the <laughs> the Joy? madness. The madness. Uh, of it. Um, hey, hey, he's not a. Was it clear? Says in it, I'm not a. Was it? I'm. I'm not a crazy man, but I am a vengeful one. You're like, okay, but like, okay, you're also clearly crazy. Yeah, yeah, so. clearly not. Don't have a solid grasp on reality. Never thought I'd see Cletus Cassidy formally dressed. Anyway, we'll get to it. We'll get. We'll get to. It's a cool jacket. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, welcome to Big Damn Cast. Nerdy news, geeky gossip, stuff that's fit to fill your time this week. Before you go, oh, I just got pinged again. Fuck it. <laughs> um, my name is Chris Two Jabs Johnson uh, And my name is Damn it, I'm still in isolation so, How do you spell that? Uh, so It's actually spelled E-A-T-M-E Cool So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should probably explain. Uh, you, you're you're isolating. We're we're I'm doing isolating. this on Skype. It's another Skype episode. It feels feels like the feels like the year of our Lord 2020 all over oh, again. Oh God, yeah, I'm I'm self isolating because Keeks has managed to get the Rona somehow. She got the Rona. Um, she's doing all right though. Yeah, yeah she's, she's doing she's okay. Re- recovering. Just taking time, you know. Yeah, it ain't fun. It ain't fun. It ain't damn fun. it. It ain't fun. Um, and and uh, don't get political. Fuck you. This is important. Yeah. She was what? She was one jab down. One still jab got down. It. Folks, be fucking careful. Get your fucking jabs. Oh my god. Like you can, you can have both jabs. You could be a little Jimmy two jabs. Yeah. Like these boys. Like these boys. These proud boys. Yeah. Not proud boys. Oh god, no. No, we're not proud um, boys. You could be. You could have little Jimmy two jabs like us too, <laughs> and uh, still get it. You just get it sort of less worse off, and you can still transmit it. So yeah, I, be careful. I thankfully continued to test negative. Throughout this, I yeah, don't we both have, have jobs symptoms. where we have to keep lateral in as well, don't we? We have to lateral, yeah, because uh, we're you know in enclosed spaces. Mm. I've got a which lateral why, flow, baby. Oh, baby. Which is why I found out this week, Ghosts starts next week, series three of the BBC sitcom, mm. one of the funniest things on TV for years. Um, and the 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 plague victims um, who fill fill the basement in the show. Whenever they get any characters going to the basement, there's this gaggle of plague victims yeah. that, that the lead character can see and no one else can um, are not going to be in the third series which was shot over the last few months and there were some reactions online immediately to oh my god like just because it's a plague look we can take it alright we can it's like no it's a practicality filming reason you can't justify shoving 20 plus actors no. in a crowd in a small room at the moment like it's not a healthy idea so, it's, not, it's not a good plan so I completely understand, but I'm also really sad because it's one of my favourite recurring gags in that show. Mm-hmm. And we won't be getting any of it this year. 
But that is a first world problem, and I'm acknowledging that right fucking now. You're also not getting it in the uh, the Americanized adaptation. Yeah, which is... Have you seen the trailer for it? I have not seen the trailer for it, but I have also not seen Ghost, so I have no context for it anyway. It's uh, it's very typically um, the same, but America. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, does I the, heard... Does I, the quirky yeah. British sensibility translate? No, they're going for a different style of comedy. Okay, fine. Um, oh yeah, it's always good when Americans go for a different style of comedy through a British original, and I never, it never goes wrong. But this could, it could, it could work just because America has a very rich and different history to us. So like, they could play off of that with like having very different types of ghosts. That yeah, but they're not gone, you are they? No, <laughs> no they're not gone. They're just gonna, they're just gonna do the British scripts. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for everyone who makes the UK one because they've obviously like. They've obviously got a bit of a penny from it. Yeah. They've got a little, little bit of a penny. You'd hope, well, you'd hope so anyway. Well, people do get fleeced over in this industry. Oh, we oh, just segued into oh, the first no. news topic. That but segue we... was so smooth, it took me by surprise. <laughs> but before we talk about Scarlett Johansson and the evil checkbook of Walt's frozen pocket. Scarlett Johansson um, and the evil of the Daleks. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson and the curse of Peladon. Um, <laughs> I just want to... I just want to put it out there. I had my second jab yesterday. Yes. Uh, Moderna boy, represent. What? Oh, Oxford and AstraZeneca all the way, baby. After my first one, you AZs, you old timers. After I'm the first timer. one, I, um, I'm i an American boy now. I, uh... See? No, no. Thanks, Biden. No, seriously, <laughs> thanks, Biden, because the Moderna got over here quicker because of you and what you guys have been doing, so thanks. Um, but because oh, I have no fucking clue what they're doing. Um, yeah, I, I got my jab yesterday. My first one, over eight weeks ago. I had it, I felt a bit woozy that afternoon, I had a two hour nap, got up, and aside from just an achy arm for three days, I felt fine. Um, yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening I had it, there was a place uh, near the Etihad Stadium in Manchester, it's like a massive facility, it's built inside the sports city, um, and they shunted us around, and I realised I hadn't actually been into the sports city facility since like 2002, <gasps> when I was there on a school Commonwealth Games trip. Oh. Do you remember? Because like, that stadium was built for the Commonwealth Games, yes. and then it was like... Hey, Man City, do you want it? They were like, yes, please. <laughs> we'll take it. Um, yes, this is true. It's also a decent concert venue as well, for the most part. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, okay, cool. As far as arena shows go, I kind of like arena shows where I'm not sweating my balls off because there's a bit of a breeze. Yeah, I've seen some um, stuff that yeah, it had. It's a good venue. Yeah. Uh, nightmare to get a taxi out afterwards, though. But... Well, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, for those who don't live in Manchester and <laughs> are thinking, the fuck are they talking about? Uh, when they got my jab and the lady was like, how, how were you last time? Yeah, I was, I was fine. I had a bit wheezy for a couple of hours. And she was like, it'll probably be the same this time. Oh, contraire. <laughs> I feel about 19 hours later, I feel like shit. I feel like I've got a pounding headache. Everything is aching. Um, so let's talk delicate information. Because uh, now's the ideal time to discuss the fact that Scarlett Johansson is suing... Walt Disney Pictures. Um, For all their worth. All their money, money. Why? Well, she doesn't want, like, a a, a a company breaking amount. She just wants what she's owed. So, the basics of this contract are thus. Black Widow, she was contracted for the Black Widow solo movie back in, like, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Um, based upon, obviously, rolling contracts and deals from previous contracts she had working across the franchise of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Marvel Studios and, specifically, Walt Disney Pictures. Ooh. She got paid a set amount for Black Widow, which was sort of a reduced fee from what you'd expect, with the agreement that she would earn a certain percentage of the back end 
of the theatrical releases gross. So Tell what me that more means, about the back end. So, well, she wants that back end. Well, what that means is it's uh, it was kind of started in terms of franchise cinema. This method was sort of started by Jack Nicholson in uh, 1988, 1989 for Batman. No, I think, it's, I think it's what uh, oh, it's, happened to Alan Guinness in Star oh, yeah, no, Wars as well. They asked for the back end, but like, Jack, Jack was the first, like, he spoke on it publicly and, and was like, yeah, no, it's great for me. I get to play a great part and I also make a shitload of money. And it was like, oh, how, Jack? Um, yeah, there, there were similar arrangements. Like, uh, George Lucas, for example, basically had like no director's fee for the original star wars but he wanted like a 90 percent profit of the merchandise yeah to which all the studios go in oh it's for okay sure whatever bless him bless him what a daft decision bless him mm. and then, you know, <laughs> could within five years what could um, possibly go wrong alec guinness and peter cushing both uh took a, a a lower fee for star wars because they just couldn't offer them a higher fee um with the agreement that they would have like it was something like two percent or not point five percent of the back end yeah get it and cushing respectively something like that and then it worked out because obviously star wars really kicked off and so th- what they're doing there is they're taking a bit of a gamble yeah um back in the day because it's that whole thing of well this film might not kick off but if it does i'll earn a little bit extra money and if not no harm no foul i made the agreement i'll have to live with it um when it came to nicholson in the 80s this was a surefire hit because the moment it was announced he was in talks, because that was the thing, it was Wizard Magazine, it was announced that Nicholson was in talks for the role. Yeah. The pre-internet world exploded and somehow everyone knew that everyone else was excited for this idea. So the contract is then negotiated and Nicholson got like, I think it was, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's something like 5% of the back end of the theatrical gross for Batman. And a profit anytime his version or versions derivative of his Joker are used in other media. Which is why for absolute donkey's years, DC would never use the words Jack Napier in a comic book script. Yeah. Um, they've since gone, oh, fuck it, we can afford it, why not? And like used it in reference or some of the stories in like White Knight, he's called Jack Napier and things like that. They've just gone, sod it, why not? People like that name, fine. Like, Do you think they were just waiting it. for Jack Nicholson to die? Maybe. And now have realised that he's not dead, he's just retired and very reclusive and yeah. probably just swimming through money. Um, I hope he's alright. If you're out there, Jack, do us a favour. Be alright and don't die before this podcast is published. Oh god, um, not again. So... <laughs> not again. So, Jack not... Nicholson like, very openly talked about the fact that he it, he got a big fee for Batman. Yeah. But his main profit was was the theatrical back end, which is the, the, the take that the movie makes, the money the movie makes in its opening run and then domestically um, so, like, the opening weekend, usually worldwide, and then domestically, for the remainder of its theatrical run, he would earn a small percentage of the profit. Yes. And of course, that small percentage adds the fuck up. Because, yes. if, you know, he's earning, like, 50, 60 cents from every cinema ticket sold, like, going to see Batman, a theatre full of 400 people, like, you know, several screens for that afternoon showing, times however many showings there are the rest of that day in that cinema, like times all the cinemas in the states it adds up um scarlett johansson was going for a similar deal yeah uh, mc mcu has had some contracts like this before robert downey jr took a yes. severe pay cut from the offered fee for iron man because paramount didn't want robert downey jr in the role and john favreau kevin feige louis Pasito were all like no he's perfect for this 
But he's that guy with a bad reputation. He's perfect for this. We don't want to do it. All right, he'll do it for a fifth of the fee. Fine. Because then they save that money to put elsewhere. So it's like they relented and then Downey Jr. got to... I think the agreement was for like a multi-picture deal, but he took the pay cut on the agreeance that it would be a one-picture deal. Yeah. So when it came time for Iron Man 2 and the world fell in love with his performance, he went, right. I'm going to have all the money. Thank you very much. You know how last time I only got paid... It was something like he only got paid... And again, everybody's like, oh, there's a lot of money, but months of work, pub- promotion, publicity, all of that comes under this stuff. Um, and also, like, in performance for certain things, you get paid a big paycheck because you might then not have anything for a bit afterwards. So it's got to last. Yeah. Like, yeah. it could, especially if you're in Hollywood, if your film tanks and you're the lead in it, you might not get another part for like two years. So you need to have some money. Um,. Downey Jr. took something like, I think it was $30,000 for Iron Man. Like, Oof. fucking nothing for the lead of a big blockbuster summer tent pole. For Iron Man 2, it was like $5 million. Yeah. Like, yep, I'll take $5 million for Iron Man 2. Um, oh, Iron Man... Th- Avengers, <laughs> yep, that'll be $10 million. Iron Man 3, yep, $15 million. And he just... It just escalated and escalated. <laughs> it just um, got bigger and bigger. Hmm. By Avengers Endgame, I think he was on uh, something like uh, 60 mil. He was, was a like lot. his fee. He was on a lot of money. a lot. And then he bows out. He's like, and I'm done. Bye. Bye, everybody. And it's Bye. a lot of money. When you look at the profit of that franchise, it is a drop in the bucket yeah. compared to the overall profit. So what's happened here is Scarlett Johansson took, uh, the estimated figure is around 20 mil. Um, with promise of, of profit for the back end for an exclusively theatrical release. Mm. Then 2020 happened. Uh, film gets delayed, film gets delayed. We now know why they tried to delay this one as much as possible. Uh, but eventually they relent, and in July of 2021, they put the movie out theatrically and on Disney Plus with premiere access. What? Now, you'd think, because they've had to do this change of arrangement which, for an unforeseen circumstance, they would get in touch with Scarlett Johansson's people and be like, right, so here's what we're going to do. You're still going to get your cut of the theatrical gross for the back end. Mm. But because it is a heavily impacted, reduced theatrical gross due to circumstances out of everyone's control, we will also give you the same deal for the digital purchases for the Premier Access. Just some kind of compromise where it's like, you may be making like a 10% loss of what was projected, but you're still making close to it. Let's let's work it out, ScarJo, by Jingo. Let's do it. What they've done instead is gone, no. No, she, 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 she's just going to get... From the theatrical cut, that's it. To which Scarlett Johansson's people have gone, you're breaching contract. Because the contract doesn't just say gross... She gets a gross from the theatrical release. It says from the exclusive theatrical release. This is true. This film was only meant to be released theatrically. Digital release at the same time as the theatrical release breaks the contract. So she is within her right to go, you owe me. You owe me a revised contract and, at the very least, a fee equivalent to what I should have earned. Um, Disney have clapped back and said, how dare... They've, they've basically turned around and said, like, she and her representatives are being quite callous because, like, this was an unforeseen circumstance. The world has suffered and, you know, things had to change on the flat. And it's like, n- n- no, <laughs> no. So let's say she was projected to make a hundred million yeah. for this movie. And she's been given twenty mil plus maybe twenty more mil from the theatrical cut. 
Yeah. That's 60 mil unaccounted for. That's over half of what she was projected unaccounted for. She is well within her right to chase this down. Oh, yeah, and totally. as we as we said before we recorded, you made a brilliant point. This may do. seem like the problem you always do. This may seem like the problems of millionaires and billionaires and what does it really bloody matter like, you know, distribute the money in a decent place, of course. But this is about precedent. Cuz yeah. The acting industry like many industries, but the acting industry is a place where dodgy deals and reneged agreements are commonplace. If if production yeah. houses, budget people, accountants can get away with cutting the cost by not paying people what they're owed, they will do it. Mm. Um, and in this case, like if if they just if Scarlett Johansson just like lets this go, then that's saying, see. She couldn't get the cash out of us. Mm-hmm. So how about fucking this guy who's showing up to do two days on a Disney Channel sitcom? Oh, what what's that? You you were owed three days pay and you only got two. Tough. Like it, it's 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 a precedent thing. It's yeah. You know. It's uh, so it's really weird because it's ultimate again ultimately in the grand scheme of the planet it ain't important. There's much bigger stuff to be worried about and focus on. But there always yeah. is. And Scarlett Johansson is not necessarily the smartest or most <laughs> considerate cookie in the jar of incredibly rich cookies. But, like, she needs to win this one. Tell me about your jar of incredibly rich cookies. Well, I've got this one down here that is full of dark chocolate, which is very Moorish. And I have the second one, which has got the white chocolate bits in it. But you've got to eat it within the first couple of days after it's baked, otherwise it tastes really waxy. Okay. And then we've got this one with raspberry chunks in it. Uh, You know, raspberry. Red bits. Bits of red. Bits of red, Matt. Red bits. Red. That's a red one. Segway. Segway. (laughs) You got me. You shot (laughs) me in the ass. Um... (laughs) What came out yesterday, boy? As of this recording. Uh, so the trailer, another tra- the full trailer, for mm, Venom, the chunky trailer for Venom. Let there be carnage. Poked its head out of its hole and saw its shadow, and decided that we'll be in for another film of just yep. absolute silly nonsense. <laughs> which I don't. I think I might be here for. I think Please I, elaborate, I think, sir. I think I might be into the fact that he's leaning into the just thunderous stupidity of the first Venom and <laughs> if it's done with the right attitude it could work if it's done with enough tongs in enough cheeks this or, might work or rammed down people's throats or, or rammed down people's <laughs> throats because um, it just does look like they've doubled down on the okay people involved just kind of do what you want do what you want this is the plot it's kind of nonsense um hey tom we'll get you a thousand lobsters and a thousand tanks you do what you need to do do you promise um (laughs) just it's it's in my right it's my very specific rider new sky mobile is different (laughs) um (laughs) um it is just utterly bizarre the sort of so it seems like it's going to be. It seems like Cletus <laughs> Cassidy takes a bite out of Eddie Brock. Yeah, the, the interviews from the post credits, the first one that happened, like Eddie's still profiling Cletus yeah. Cassidy for an article. 
Um, and then Cletus gets close to him after he's had his hair cut and bites Eddie's hand. Yeah. And then makes this whole point of being like, that ain't blood. <laughs> like, what? He's got, he's, got a different, he's got a different blood. He's got a parasite. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mrs. Chen, I have a parasite. Um, and so... <laughs> that is a red one. <laughs> oh, shit, that's a red one. Um, actual quote from Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, and so it's, that seems to be how he gets some sort of... He, he gets the Carnage symbiote and turns it into Carnage and escapes and, and wreaks Carnage... And yeah, and Eddie's got to be like, "Oh, I'm Venom. I've got to stop the uh, stop the the carnage." And then Venom's like, "Oh, that's that's a red one," which is apparently bad and doesn't want to <laughs> doesn't want to fight it unless Eddie promises him that he can eat whoever he wants. Yeah, so, that's weird. So yeah, it, it seems like Venom is wanting to eat people still, and Eddie's like, "Nah, nah, no eating people." But, I. Ugh. I guess I'm leaning into the slapstick of Eddie of, of Venom beating up Eddie from within Eddie and with the tentacle face. Yeah, there's a really weird, and I don't know how I feel about it. There's a really weird domestic abuse joke in the trailer, where it's it's played for dark comedy, but it's sort of like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's weird to put in the yeah. trailer. Yeah, like, it is. <laughs> it's it is really weird. strange. Um, like it's a proper kind of like he hits him, apologizes for hitting him. And then hits him again. You're like, yeah. okay, that's... Ha! Huh. Um, I mean, um, that's not me saying that this should be, like, the model of a perfect relationship. Because, of course, it isn't. It's no. an alien parasite and a fucked-up, greasy-looking guy. He's so greasy. Just, He's yeah, just I just... sweaty and grim. So, he and his partner still aren't a thing. No, she's en- I... she, gets, she gets engaged to her which doctor, I, which I doctor kinda... boyfriend. Yeah, I kind of like that. I'm like, you know what? He shouldn't get the girl because he's an awful person he and an he looks person. like he sweats profusely every two seconds. Like, mm. just it would be weird if that lead was the and he gets the girl. It's like n- no, he looks. He's like, a monster. <laughs> he looks like James Franco. Looks like he smells. Yeah. What does James Franco smell like? I don't know, but he looks like he smells. Eddie Brock and Venom, yeah. apparently. Um, so, as a fan of Venom, it's it's so clear now that the relationship they've lent into, this ain't Venom. It isn't Venom. It's not Venom. It's... I like the character. I didn't particularly... Enjoy, I mean, we didn't like the first no. film. We thought it was fucking stupid. Christopher. We recorded an extra long podcast with the Five Who fans all about it. But... Christopher, it is Venom. This is the definitive Venom on screen. Well, that's the thing, right? So so this is more like Toxin from the miniseries Toxin that like yeah. fleshes out the character. Um, Pat, the, the, the policeman who, who has it, this Toxin symbiote, which is really childlike and doesn't understand boundaries... And and you know what I mean like it, it nearly murders Razor Fist because it doesn't quite get that like <laughs> Razor Fist yeah freaking Razor Fist um, and proper Razor Fist as well like both stumps at the elbows both swords for arms I mean so. to be fair Razor Fist already got killed by Wolverine in his first appearance so he's doing well for himself though. yeah yeah coming back to fight Toxin um. But like that relationship was more like Pat had a wife and a baby and he was trying to keep this thing inside him quiet. And, and you know, it's like, can we, that looks amazing. Can we eat it? He's like, that's my son. Yeah. And it's like, oh, 
so that's not food. It's like no, like you're so you're like you're Carnage's son. Um, like it's that kind of relationship. Okay, but he would eat me. I think it's like that's not how. Oh my god! Like he's trying to basically teach this toddler like life. He's trying to parent it. A murderous toddler. And, and Venom in this movie looks like they're going for the same kind of thing, but also they're in a relationship. But it's like that's <laughs> so, so. Is this is this a Jane Tarzan kind of thing? Do you know Just... what I mean? It's like I I eat that. No, we don't eat those. Come on, let's no come back to bed, Venom. Come Does back Venom to bed. Fuck yes. Does Venom? Fuck Does Venom Eddie fuck? Brock? Yes. Yes. Eddie Brock. Yes. That's that is it. That that's the relationship. Um. That's the film. I, Venom I saw, I saw arguments from, from fans of the 90s Venom stuff. Isn't Slash one of the symbiotes? Probably. Um, like Phage and Thrasher. Phage. Um, oh, love it. Love uh, it. So they, uh, I saw Venom fans of the earlier stuff, like Lethal Protector and everything, back in the day. Same when the first film came out. Like, oh, no, this is exactly what he's like in the comics. I mean, the turd in the wind line is taken from a comic book. It's like, sure, but <sighs> Venom should be intimidating. I don't find this Venom intimidating. I find him stupid. I find him too... It's too stupid. It's too ridiculous. Like, there's a this room for goofs. The whole him eating people thing. He doesn't tend to eat people in the comics. It's a threat. He's like, we will scoop out your brains and devour them. Like, we'll eat your brain. Like, it was just sort of like a go-to thing that he would say a lot during the 90s version of the character. And then they sort of revealed that Eddie had never done it. When Matt Gargan and the symbiote become Venom for a chunk of, you know, the late 20, 2000s, early 2010s, yeah. he eats people's limbs. In in the um, <clears throat> the Sinister Spider-Man mini during the Dark Rain, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. he like beats up a, a thug, uh, he beats them all up, saves the day, takes one away so the police, doesn't, police don't notice. The guy's on the roof, he's like, what do you want with me? Like, you want information? I'll give you whatever. And he's like, no, 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 I don't want information. I want to eat your arm. It's like what? And he just he, he just eats the guy's limbs and leaves his limbless torso like webbed to a chimney, and then Good. flies away. And you're like, "Good fun." What just happened? So they make a point. Of, Matt Gargan is the deadliest venom in the comics. He's like the worst person to have had the suit. He's, he's just this nasty, psychotic piece of work. Well, because who, he was who already goes full monster. He was already that before he got the symbiote. Yeah, when you see him as the scorpion, you're like, "This is an unhinged man." And then he became became venom and. <clears throat> it's exacerbated you know uh Cleus Cassidy sort of the closest thing to him in terms of oh my god this is someone who's just let go of their inhibitions and has become a monster I mean Cleus yeah. Cassidy in the comics kind of merges with the symbiote completely so Venom always refers to him, themselves as we because they're working together Carnage always refers to himself as I because they are now one creature mm. which this film seems to show off there's a bit where like his torso just opens up to let bullets go through it and it's like, that couldn't happen if it was just Woody Harrelson in a suit. That's interesting. So they've they've become one thing. Um, <clears throat> it's not like you can tear the symbiote off of Cletus. Like, that they no. are one creature now. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. As a fan of Venom, I just, I'm like, I, I know this is a different interpretation, but I, I, it's the Avi Arad. Avi Arad thing that's just really getting to me it's clearly he's like well you know he says he eats brains so he's gonna want to eat people i'm like why is that venom's motivation in the last film it ends with him going like oh i don't need to eat people because like pop tarts and whatever are delicious tater tots chocolate and chocolate and tater tot and you're like that's okay sure so he's like i eat i eat flesh great or try this actually yeah this is better it's like that's sure i uh, i don't know 
Um, Does the what? universe want a vegan venom? And do they want it to be installed nasally? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> screams in it. Is it scream shriek. or shriek? Shriek, shriek. shriek. Uh, hang on, I can never remember. I think it's scream. Isn't scream the wrong. symbiote, and then shriek is the person who has that's the powers? The, that's the thing. Yeah, one of them screams. Yeah, that's shriek, and scream is the oh, fucking hell. So the nineties, folks. <laughs> the fucking nineties. Oh, I'll fix this. I'll fix this problem for you. Um, Nobody cares. Yes. Moving on. Uh... Well, the, the trailer keeps showing her off, and it's like, right, well, she's going to be part of the solution then. At the end, she will team mm. up with Venom to defeat Carnage because she will scream, and her sonic scream will help fight Carnage. And there we go. We've set it up. Ha, ha, ha. Um, <clears throat> but let's talk about what we like. Because no. I think we have, I think we have <laughs> thought. I think we have some thoughts on this one. Um, uh... I think I like... Woody Harrelson's having a lot of fun. <laughs> Everyone's having a lot of fun in this. So, you know, I kind of applaud that. I think I do <clears> like <throat> that, like I said earlier, I, I like that they're leaning into the stupidity of it. Like, it just mm. seems that they're, they're just going, yeah, this is going to be really silly and really stupid. Let's just go for it. Mm. And, you know, I kind of respect that yeah. chutzpah. You know? Oh, sorry? That chutzpah. Yeah, I kind of respect the, the balls on them for doing that. It's like, we're not interested in whether this is going to be good. We're going to try and make it good, but we just want to make it fun. I'm like, I kind of I kind of, I kind of dig that. Um, it seemed, I have no idea if that is what they're doing. It's just that that's what it feels like from having hmm. seen this trailer for this alleged film. Um I, don't, I just... There's some creative kills in the trailer. Like As, yeah. as Monster Movie fans, I'm like, okay... There's some, sure, there's some Carnage is flailing, and it might be worth watching just for the sort of body horror angle. Yeah, uh, the spectacle of it that should be neat. He, he tongue kisses a security guard to death. Yeah, yeah, it's a big tongue. It's a big, very big tongue. Yeah, um, it's weird to see Carnage with a tongue. I mean, that's that's a that's nitpicky. It's totally nitpicky because he's always drawn with like a, a, a pink of bright pink inner mouth with like black fangs over the edge of it. It's like. Well, it's, Weird scene with a tongue, but I guess they're trying to make it make you go, oh, so he's like Venom. Well, it, um, it's interesting that unlike Venom, he's like he's clearly a suit for Eddie. It yeah. seems like Carnage is Cletus in a sort yeah. of the thing kind of way. Yeah, and it just like he isn't Cletus isn't inside Carnage. He just morphs into Carnage and vice versa. I wonder if it's going to be outright. Like oh, it's the it's the offspring of Venom, or if it's going to be more. There's something about Venom that means that he's desperate for violence, and like that part of him transfers to Cletus when he gets bitten. So it's almost like it's just no. There's the aggressive tendency. Off it goes over there to like do its thing. Um, and I don't hate the biting thing. Like in the comics, I've seen criticism of it on Twitter. People going like, "Oh, I'm biting him. That's fucking stupid." It's like, do you remember what happened in the comics? <laughs> Eddie and Cletus share a cell. Cletus threatens Eddie a little bit. Eddie, like, roughs him up and Cletus gets, you know, cut. And then there's a breakout or whatever and the wall goes down and Eddie's like, brilliant! And him and the symbiote reconnect and they yeet it out of the cell. And a little bit of the symbiote that's now red is just left behind and it merges with Cletus. It's like, cool. what? Cool. And then later the explanation is, oh, it's had a kid. Right. Why did you randomly shit it out in the cell next to the murderer? It was very exciting. So I like him forcefully taking it without realising it. I think that's, you know. Yeah. 
And I, and I like I like the fact that it seems to manifest when he's getting the lethal injection. Yes. Like, and I like I like the serial killer angle. It looks like they're really leaning into it. You see him in like you know Mrs. Chen's shop. You see him going after his ex and everything. So it's, they're leaning into the fact that Cletus is a serial killer. So even now he's a big old monster. He's probably just going to stalk people just to screw around. Like that's interesting. That's the first film. I was annoyed because I was like, Venom only works as a reflection of Spider Man, as far as I'm concerned. Without yeah. Spider Man, you can tell some interesting stories, but like as a debut. Makes no sense. He's a Dark Mirror Spidey. This is fucking stupid. For a sequel, where that version already exists, you're like, do you know what? Sod it. This is a story about a serial killer obsessed with Venom. All right. Okay. I'm a little more sold. I'm a little more open to it now, because I know what to expect. Yeah. Totally. Um, I, I love that on the merch, they're still trying to do classic Venom without doing classic Venom. <laughs> Funkos and other figures and emojis have been released where, like, they really emphasize the white veins on Venom's torso, mm. and they're starting. They're starting to do like two or three from the shoulder going toward the chest. And it's mm. like you're not fooling anyone. You're not fucking fooling anyone. You should have waited till you could do something with Spider-Man. You dickheads. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. I mean, dare I say it? I don't want to like steal in absolutes because we all know only a Sith deals in absolutes. But <laughs> I maybe they just shouldn't have done Venom. Yeah, but Avi Arad. So. Yeah, that's true. Venom Let There Be Carnage is coming whenever it freaking wants to, I guess. Tearing into your own home and maybe cinemas later this year. It's coming all over your face. Um, <laughs> Oh, no. And speaking of uh, oh, aggressively no. assaulted by something we don't want. Oh, um, no. Release the air cut, Matt. Oh, God. Right. Matt, release the air cut. You're going to release it? Put it out. You've got it. We know you've got it in a bag somewhere. That's not the air cut. That's a particularly noxious fart. <laughs> we we have not seen The Suicide Squad this week uh, for reasons listed previously in this episode. Yes. Um, I can't so, leave the house. So, without a UK, because any American listeners are like, just put on HBO Max. Nope, we don't have it. And not every film that gets an HBO Max release will get a tie-in release digitally on Now TV or other services like Zack Snyder's Justice League did. And it wouldn't be out till the 5th of August anyway. Yeah, yeah, for America, exactly. In the UK, it's already here, baby. You can go see it right hecking now. Um, but we can't. And it got me to thinking. It's been, f- it's been five years since the first movie in this not-quite-series, because it won't admit it, um, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, Suicide Squad, the 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 not the Suicide Squad, came out in 2016, coincidentally, around the time we were first podcasting. In fact, our very first episode was a chat based on the last trailer about um, how Harley Quinn is sort of tough to adapt. The trouble if d- with if Harley you're doing Quinn. yeah, if you're doing a Joker themed. A Harley Quinn themed like arc with those two characters. It's sort of tough to adapt without there being issues. Then the film came out and we were like, y- that's one of the many issues here. <laughs> like tonally, this doesn't know what's happening and blah, 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 blah. But I thought five years have passed. We're quite, I think, I, you know, I don't, I don't take words out of your mouth, but I think we're quite excited about the Suicide Squad, the one mm. that's coming out this month. Um, <clears throat> are there things worth salvaging or celebrating about the original film from 2016 i have our has our opinion shifted on it and also 
the fuck's this release the air cut stuff actually going to do? Um, well, I think there are like maybe like three moments in the original film that are like, yeah, that's good. Uh, can I guess what one of those three is? Yeah. It's the bit where they realise the trackers aren't working anymore, the bombs aren't working anymore, and Boomerang just books it out of the door. That Captain might Boomerang be... just shits himself and leaves. That might be the greatest moment in the entire film. I think it might be the best moment in the DCEU. Oh, and I, I, say, I say that unironically, because I remember us watching that in the cinema, and the moment he did it, it was both just going, Dah! Like, out loud, because it caught us off guard yeah, so much. That was actually a, that was a legitimately good moment. Yeah, like again, um, like, far from my favorite movie in the DCEU. It's not. It's not spelled S H A Z A M. Yeah, but, you know, exclamation mark. But you know, it's that that moment is fucking hilarious. Then ruined by him just randomly joining the group again in the slow mo marching toward the final fight shot. Because you're like, why? Yeah. Why is he doing that? Like, it makes sense if maybe as they walk past, Killer Croc spots him and like yanks him up and like would have been a bit again. Yeah, pushes him along with him. Because then you've got the whole every slow-mo walk. Extra gag of, like, one of them being pulled into the slow-mo walk and forced forwards. Like, and it makes sense for his character, too. Because the moment he found out he didn't have a bomb in his neck, he was like, yeet! Like, he wouldn't just go nearby, find a beer bottle and sit among the rubble. He'd, he'd leave the city. He'd yeah. get out of there. Go rob a bank. Um, and then it would have been extra satisfying to see him in the new one, because it would have been that thing of, oh, they caught him. <laughs> like, they got him anyway. He got nabbed on the way out. Haha, <laughs> what a prick. Um, I, I, I don't... I can't think of anything else, actually, now I've said it. I Design-wise, there's a few things I like in that movie. Uh, I didn't like the over-male gaziness of Harley Quinn in the film. Oh, God, no, I hate that design for Harley Quinn. But that's the thing with me. I've that design has grown on me over time as a design. Nah. I mean, for Christ's sake, there's the Funko. Nah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There she is. Uh, part I'm of that though fan. was down to the Injustice Mobile game and getting that character and absolutely acing her. Um, but in the film, it's shot creepy as fuck. Like I believe that that's an outfit Harley would wear because Harley Quinn's one of those comic book characters who has had about seventy revisions visually. Oh yeah. She's got a classic look, and she's got a, a version of that in a modern take that there's various takes on. You know, no matter what, the black red split down the middle. She's usually got pigtails, either black and red hair or blonde hair with with like dyed tips. Um, but like, as a fan of that character, and I've realised she's probably one of my favourite DC characters. I don't hate that design as a Harley would choose to just, like. This is a costume she would pick. Mm. The way it's shot, I hate. I absolutely hate, like, the, the, the lingering butt shots, the gratuitous bit of her, like, getting ready and all the soldiers ogling her. Yeah, it's just, like, it's just weird, isn't it? That's just... It's, uh, it's like, come on. Um, but then that's that's made extra worse by the fact that at that point, she's the only female member of the team yeah. as well. So it's extra creepy. Like, Katana joins not long after, but she's not a bad guy. She's... No one would mess with her. Do you know what I mean? Just... And she literally is just know. introduced in the... She just walks onto their plane and that's it. There's Katana. Sure. She's got my back. Sure. Okay. I want to mess with her. Her soul steals the souls. Of, her sword steals the the blade that pierced his body. Came from your trailer. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's, it's just... Her, her sword steals the souls of her victim. You're like, what? And yeah. then we never see that. Yeah, we never see uh, it. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, no, positives. 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 
Um, mm, are they? Jai Courtney as Boomerang is great casting. As Captain Boomerang, it works. He was the standout when we saw it. He was the one that he was the one that when we watched the movie initially, we went. He was really fun. I did not expect that to work. It worked. He was really fun. Yeah. Um, I don't hate the Enchantress's design, but I would like to ask Cara Delevingne what she was smoking when she chose the physicality for the performance. Um, the visuals of that, like all the green and blues at the center of the train station or whatever it is where everything's going to shit, would look cool if they hadn't turned the saturation way the fuck down yeah, in this just, movie. It's just murky, isn't it? It just looks like smoke. Diablo's an interesting character because it's the whole thing of, oh, this guy, yeah, he's not a he's not a supervillain. Like, he's got these powers. He did some bad shit in his past, but he got these powers. He killed his family and immediately surrendered himself because yeah. he didn't mean to do it and he feels like he needs to be punished. Like, that was interesting and I like the fact that he's brought onto this thing because like, you're powerful, you've got to get involved. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. You're making me do it, but I don't want to. And I, I don't hate that. I think he's performed well. I think his his ending works well like the fact that he's sort of the sacrifice play though it is hilarious that only two members of task force x die in that movie one of them does it voluntarily <laughs> to save the day and the other one just gets fucking blown up that's slipknot man who can climb anything notice how we didn't give him an intro screen he's gonna be dead in two minutes You're like yeah. what oh that poor actor as well having to do the press tours and everything last to be introduced first to be killed off Oh, so stupid. It's, it's just... no good. It's no good. But, but it's also that weird thing of like, they want you to hate him because when you see the doctors like getting him out of the vehicle, the first thing he does is punch the lady doctor. You gotta hate him. You gotta hate him now. That's just like, uh, yes, God the third sake. female character. Oh, the fourth, like, they... I suppose, after uh, Walla. Yeah, I mean, they don't show him doing anything either. Like, we, we see him try to escape by like grapple hooking. But it's like, at least let him stick around a bit longer and do shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you kind of go, actually. His power is going to be his. His skills are going to be really useful in helping him. Oh, oh, he dead. Like yeah, just yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, and then we've. Um, I like Deadshot's design. Like the costume design is a nice sort of take on yeah. the Deadshot costume. Um, I I like the tone at Bell Rev. Like it feels as bleak as it should be. Yeah. Um, I like the slightly unique cells even if some of them don't make sense. Like, Croc's sort of access to a basic part of the sewer for recreation yeah. and, like, that work. And then at the end where he's gifted a TV, <laughs> they've just, like, <laughs> stapled it up on the wall in the corner and he's just watching music videos while eating a hamburger and smiling to himself. It's like, that's okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't hate Croc's makeup. I just wish that they'd had the foresight to, like, bulk up his shoulders. Yeah, I think of the of the designs in it, Crocs one of the people, one of the characters who comes off best. Mm. They just they, they just needed to match his neck and shoulders to that head. Yeah, the head is huge. Um, so they should have just bulked him. You know, giving him a cartoon silhouette, a bit more of that, a bit more of a triangular torso. Yeah. Um, but I don't hate his look. Yeah, I think we're at the end of the good stuff. So, yeah, kind of. oh, 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 the the tie-in soundtrack, the physical or digital tie-in soundtrack of music from and inspired by is a really decent soundtrack. It features some songs from the film, but mostly not. And that is the last positive. Um, why? 
why do people want the air cut when this film is very clearly broken in numerous ways? In in ways that could not uh, be fixed by just giving the director access to some footage that was unused? I could not tell you. Do you know the context of the David Ayer argument to it all? Well, yeah, because these, these, they did basically three cuts of the movie. Um, Two were against his wishes as well. Yeah, and ended up going with like the one that the trailer company did, I think. Yeah, Trailer um, House, who made the... Uh, so the first glimpse we get is like Comic-Con 2015, and yeah. it's that really bleak Bell Rev thing. I started a joke trailer that's just Ugh. like... Oh, look at it. And it kind of set up the idea of, oh, it's a bunch of villains and ne'er-do-wells. But keep in mind, this was the first, like, look at anything DCEU beyond Superman and glimpses of Superman yeah. and Batman, like, that we'd seen. So it was like, oh, so there's, like, supervillains in this world that are already, like, locked up because they've done stuff. Okay, interesting, interesting. Aya says that that trailer is the closest to his vision that was actually released in terms of the style. Which I kind of um, hate. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. It's, it's too as a teaser works fine. As a whole film, shoot me in the knees. I just I don't I don't want to have to walk into that theater. Um, you're not going to make me because I don't have any kneecaps anymore. Um, why is David Ayer shooting me in the knees if he wants me to go into the theater? Why is he not just kidnapping me and putting me in a helicopter and taking me to a screening room? David, stop it! No. <laughs> anyway, um, then we get the later trailer in early 2016 that shows us that this film's got some jokey jokes oh, and it's, it's cut to bohemian rhapsody and it's fast paced and it's it's quippy and it's like this is very different from the first trailer but that trailer gets a really good response overall like you know votes online and people sharing it going this looks amazing can't wait and then that is what solidifies the movie's fate because warner yeah. brothers took note of the success of funnily enough there's a book end to this story what guardians of the galaxy in 2014 taking in, really obscure team property and making it work in just um, the most sort of like naked obvious way just mm, like, oh, especially take, when you watch the film we're gonna make this thing quirky and then we're gonna put in uh random a needle pop drop songs. every two minutes yeah just keep playing random pop songs and uh, hope that we can sell some kind of tie-in soundtrack, Which and that you'll half love the songs these... aren't on the soundtrack. Just going to point that out again. <laughs> all these, um, all these uh, sweet needle drops are going to get you to forget that this movie fucking sucks. There is like ten different songs in the first fifteen minutes of the film. Mm. Like it, it, it's it's egregious. Just and it's all illustrative stuff. It's whiplash as well. Like mm. it's just like you get, oh, you get to Bell oh. Rev and oh, House of the Rising Sun. Uh, okay, sure. It doesn't right. stop. Which then stops like a minute later when they go into like Beaming Rhapsody and just like what is happening? Well, yeah. Why is this? I don't. Oh god! And, like Harley Quinn goes into a different song and Deadshot gets a different song. You're like, the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, but the trailer house trailer is successful. So Warner's then yeah, like you said, going to three different cuts. David Ayer gets his cut. Mm-hmm. Warners do their separate cut with David Ayer sort of, you know, keeping an eye on it and dropping sort of notes here and there, but mostly it's out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And the Trailer House do a cut of the movie. Now the Trailer House obviously like will have cut short films, films, TV episodes before. They don't just do trailers, but 
that's a big ask to be like that was a fun trailer you guys make the film now here's all the footage it's like, wait what um the film ends up being a clusterfuck hybrid of whatever its initial concept was and the second trailer yeah um big old neon guns everywhere and the soundtrack like the, the pale sickly green with neon purple color scheme takes over the city stuff just becomes washed out with like pale blues um and muted reds uh just uh, there's a whole like sat- desaturation filter over the whole thing um it just looks gloomy with these flashes of occasional color but very specific sickly colors yeah you get the character bio screens like every new character you meet except for slipknot Every new character you meet, we get this, like, top Trump-style fact sheet on the screen, not up long enough for you to fucking read it all. Um, And they all look different. They all look painfully different. And it's like, guys, remember the Guardians teaser where we got, like, the the prison lineup thing? It was all the same font. It was really simple. It wasn't essential information, but it gave you enough if you wanted to look at it. So what this is a clusterfuck. The backstories for the characters... Oh, fuck. This is where it gets me. The people think that if David Ayer, who exacerbated this, he stoked the flames this week by doing an interview. Well, of course he did. Um, with, let me see who it was with. Because no one's paying attention to him, because what was the last good movie he made? Uh, well, the last film he made was The Tax Collector in 2020. Then before that, Bright in 2017. Which was dog shit. Yep. Then uh, Suicide Squad before that in 2016. Then Fury in 2014, End of Watch in 2012. Good. End of Watch is apparently quite good. Yeah, End of Watch is the only one on the list that I'm aware of where I'm like, I wholeheartedly know that that was fun. I mean, let's face it, the only stellar movie he's ever made is 2001's Training Day. Mm. Like, that's the only one where it's like, that is already standing the test of time. Yeah. It's 20 years old and people still talk about it, mostly because of like Denzel Washington's central performance, but like, you know, it, it's still talked about. Um, and this isn't me saying he's untalented. Guy clearly has, like, skill because he's able to make movies. Yeah. And, 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 you know, has made some great stuff like Training Day. But <sighs> so this week he comes out and makes a point of saying, hey, they should really release my version. They should give me access to all the footage that I shot that wasn't used. And they should let me cut my version together and release it. And you can see why he's asking for that restore the Snyderverse movement, which used to be, um, uh, what was it? What was it called? Restore the Snyder Cut. Uh, release the, the Snyder, Snyder Cut. Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Used to be that for ages. Was eventually successful to a point. Warner Brothers went, ah, well, the DCU critically is sort of in a bit of a weird place. We've got this new streaming service. We need a hook to get a lot, millions of people to sign up. Okay, Zack Snyder, hey. <laughs> do you if we win? give you all your old footage and maybe a bit more money, do you want to attempt a Snyder Cut and he went yes give me 70 million dollars and they went fine (laughs) and he makes it and you know like it's you saw it you thought it was alright I quite like it yeah it's long but going into it with that knowledge and preparing yourself for it I think there's a lot to be said about it's a lot said for it Hmm. and it happened so as we predicted last year and the year before if they ever did it if Warner Brothers ever went, okay, we'll get a version of this out there. The fervent, aggressive, 
super passionate fans who've pushed for this since 2017. The not at all toxic segment of the fan base. And there'll be people listening now saying, I'm not like that. If you're not like that, we're not talking about you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you if, know if, who you are. You yeah. know what I mean? But maybe wonder why you're getting defensive. <laughs> like, because, because you know the uh. company you keep in this fan base is a bit on the toxic side. Getting yeah. defensive, yeah. are we? Um, mm. we, yeah. predict, we predicted that if it ever came to fruition, that wouldn't be the end of it. Oh, no. No, 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 no. The, 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 the people who've spent years uh, spamming on social media accounts, like changing their entire online personality to I want a Snyder Cut. Um, I mean, personality spent, is a strong word, isn't it? People who spent money on fucking... Like flyby banners at Comic Con and bus <laughs> shelters and everything to raise awareness, even though you know the movie producers who could pull that trigger are not driving a car or on a bus anywhere near the bus shelter. Um, like that, you're going to feel vindicated when it happens, even though the only reason it happened is because Warner's wanted to make money off of you and get you to sign on to HBO Max. Mm. That's why it happened, not because they heard you and they wanted to answer your call. Zack Snyder feels that. Because as far as he's concerned, this is the closest he's going to get to making the film he wanted to make. So fair enough. But that's not why the film exists. You know? Christopher Eccleston yeah. isn't playing the Doctor on Big Finish because he's like, I really want to work with them. And he's, he's got kids and it's a job. And he's been very open about it. And not nasty. He's just like, yeah, it's a job. And I get to work on fun scripts with the character I like. And, you know, it's, this is a good way to earn money. It's like, great. Same here. Like, the, the reason this exists is so Warner can get your money and appease you to some degree. And if you enjoyed it, amazing. So glad. Matt hated so uh, Matt hated uh, Justice League. He really enjoyed Zack Snyder's Justice League. Proof that it can work. Yeah. Like it can, there it, we go. It, it, it can happen to you. But because the call was heeded as far as that fan base were concerned, they haven't stopped. No. And the 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 three the three causes that they're rallying behind are prominently restore the Snyderverse. Yep. Which is Zack had plans, we want to see them happen. So bring him back in. Even if he doesn't make a new movie, he's got to be like the overseer, the Kevin Feige of this model, as it were. Um which was further fueled by Patty Jenkins, James Wan, um, saying, Oh, our films take place in his continuity, in the continuity of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like Wonder Woman eighty four takes place in Zack Snyder's Justice League's version of the world. Mm. Aquaman takes place and it's like well, it doesn't really affect those movies at all, but sure, fine. That's you just supporting your friend. Okay, whatever. Sure, whatever. Um, or career damage, distancing themselves from Joss Whedon, maybe. Who knows? The point is... Yeah, there is that. The point is, um, you know, that that's that, that push. The other one is, give us Zack Snyder's Justice League 2. Like, give him the money, get him on board, let him make a sequel. Because, of course, he, even in that cut that definitive this is my last go at it and i'm going to film some new stuff cut what's two of the things he films sequences that tease a, a sequel slash future for this story so he sequel teased he see he's like oh the apocalypse scenario still possible in mm. fact here's that future meaning it is happening also here's mansion manhunter what's gonna go on i guess we'll find out next time oh sorry there isn't a next time i guess you guys are gonna have to go without a sequel knowing full well that, that would turn everyone into bring it back keep it going but the third one which is taking up a bit more getting a bit more steam this week with the release of the suicide squad um is restore the air cut which has been and gone 
like a lot of times, but is now yeah, it's not passionately the first time back. we've seen this crop up. Like they really, really. Oh, sorry, just knock at the door. Let me check my camera to see what the knock at the door may be. One moment, is sweet it the, lady. Is it, is it a parcel? It's. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No, it's not. Can't quite tell. Is it a local? Can't quite tell. I think it's a parcel. I'm leaving all this in because it's just very bizarre. Go it's... and get your parcel. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's. I can't tell if it's a parcel. It's a very small man. Go <laughs> like and check a very tiny, door. very tiny man has just knocked on. He's just left something around the corner. So I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Go and check it. Go and no, check I'm it out. I'm not going to check it because it might derail it and I want to get this chat going. I want to get this podcast done, damn it. I feel unwell. I don't want to have to deal with some rando at the door. I'm yeah, not expecting anything. I'm not expecting anything. Um, anyway, where was I? Oh, that's right. Barcelona. Uh, um, I don't know where you were. Uh, so yeah, restore the airverse, restore the air cut. Uh, that movement has been picking up again because we are now at the point where there is a new suicide squad coming out and the people have decided, you know what? We want it. We want this now. Some of them have lumped it into this big thing. So there's a lot of DCEU fans, especially the Venn diagram between the Snyder Aircut like camp. There's a big Venn diagram that suggests that they hate automatically are pre-hating the Suicide Squad because it's not an Aircut like option and it's directed by James Gunn, who they have different problems with for different reasons. You know what I mean? Like some of them hate it because it's um Oh no, it. he did a Marvel film, a blue, 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 blue. Yeah, like some of them some of them hate it because he did Marvel films. Some of them hate it because as far as they're concerned, uh, he... Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> Go and sort your door out. It's not a... Oh no. No, bugger. It's my stepdad driving through. I can see it now. It's my stepdad driving through on the way to my brother's. But if we stop, I can't invite him in for coffee because we're recording. Yeah, well, you're going to have to uh, go and deal with that problem, Christopher. Uh, if he's not getting a response... Oh, God, I'll call him back afterwards. Just text him and say... Uh, I just text him and say that. I can't come down right now. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. Leave me alone. Bloody hell. What's the way he was bending over at the door. I thought we were trying to get a parcel through. I'll call him through. I'll call him after this. Can we see if anyway. you were in the garden? That's true, but I'm clearly not. Anyway, so... Family, eh? Um Family family Can't love him but him. like Can't kill him and keep it a secret we've got jesus we've got like 15 minutes of podcast still to go and if i go down now and have to explain it it's gonna end up being like 45 minutes of confusion 15 so, minutes 50 what are we gonna talk about for the next 15 minutes well i'll tell you oh. so they either hate james gunn because they have issues with him uh politically joke stuff stuff that like was drawn attention to obviously a few years ago um over Ball the firing jokes. of him at disney and everything some people are really stung by that and you know what fair enough if you if you hated the stuff that that he tweeted back when he was younger and, and made all these jokes. Stuff that he has acknowledged, apologized for, and said was shitty. If you honestly still have a problem with him, that's completely fine. Like, that's fine. That's totally cool. But to decide that, you know, that's a reason why you want the air cut of the original, is like, I don't understand how that hurts the new one in any way. I don't get it. I, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't get how that's meant to derail the first one. Um... So derail the new one by supporting a recut of the first one. I don't, I don't see why they put that much effort into it. Similarly, there are people who hate him because he's from Marvel, and it's the same mentality, isn't it? Like there's that thing of, well, we made Guardians films, so we don't want him. It's like, well, yeah. then just don't see it. Like, 
why does why does him having done that mean you really want a sec a second version of the first movie? Adding on to that to complicate matters even more, when so uh, Suicide Squad went out on hard hard you know hardware like DVD Blu-ray, it was an extended cut with additional scenes. Yeah, uh, additional Joker and Harley stuff that again was put in there. Because David Ayer was like, we shot so much of it, it was cut out of the film, I want some of it restored. Now, we know there's stuff still missing. The Joker was meant to play a big part in the third act. And he doesn't. Um, and it's the footage in the trailer. The images you've seen of him holding a grenade and half his face is like covered in dirt and everything and his hair's all askew. Like That was meant to be in the third act. Seemingly, Enchantress isn't the threat at the end. Like The Joker escalates it even further by showing up. Um... And that was cut out. So there's still more there. But you already have an extended version that fleshed out... The, I don't know. I just... I really hate the Joker in Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Do we really want more of him? Uh, I think yeah, it fucking sucks. Some people do, but like... It's one of the worst depictions of that character. Yeah. It's like, I, are we really clamouring for that Joker? I mean, like, some Are we really clamouring? But, you know... Now, again, if you're listening to me rambling about this and go, no, do you know what? I still want to see it. And I wa- that's awesome. I'm so glad you do. But, like, if all you're doing now is so tweeting happy it, for you, bro. Yeah, if all you're doing is tweeting about it, if all you're doing is tweeting it at Warner Brothers and at people involved in the new one, like, for fuck's sake, you know, you've got actors from The Suicide Squad whose tweet mentions are being spammed with people going, you know, well, we want to release the air cut. Don't care about your fucking version. It's like... What do you think that's honestly going to do? Yeah, I don't know what their end game is in this situation. Like, what is what is the point? How about you go watch the new one, you show it some support, and then if Warner Brothers are like, that made more money, maybe there is still viability in this Suicide Squad franchise. You go, cool, could we also have the air cut, the first one on HBO Max, please? Don't ask these people to use reason, Christopher. <laughs> Good point. Um, You're asking just- the actual impossible it is you know i don't get it i just we said we predicted this a year ago we said that if the snyder cut happens it will never end it will never end like it it will become a a constant from this moment you could get the suicide squad alternate cut by david ayer and enjoy it or not enjoy it but be proud you got it you could get it but then what's going to start it'll be right well we want the suicide squad but david ayer's version of the sequel it's like that's you're not going to get... We want Zack Snyder's Justice League 2. You're not going to... You're not going to get that. We all hated Wonder Woman 1984 for reasons we can't quite describe, but it suspiciously seemed to be unable to answer whether or not it's because it's a film about a female superhero. We want the Zack Snyder version of it. And just like... I mean, I'm not in love with Wonder Woman going? 1984. But... Oh, no. <laughs> I hate it too, but it, but it was the first one that a lot of this culture also leapt on and decided they hated. I mean, I... I don't want to decry that as it as it being a misogynist thing though, because I genuinely think Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four was on many levels a missed opportunity. Yeah. Agreed. We 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 reviewed it. We both were like, "This is not good." But like, there's a there is a Venn diagram where there are people who are like, "Well, this isn't the vision that Snyder would have carried on for the character, so we don't want it." And it's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, that's not why it's about." There's film. always a Venn diagram, Christopher. Mm. There's always a Venn diagram. There's always a man. There's always a lighthouse. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it, it, I, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted by the fact that DC, as a, as a, as a company, as a property, have always like produced stuff that's just really like fun. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's, and this is not, this is not an insult, guys. And if you take it as an insult, look deep and within yourself. 
it's stories about people in tights for kids. Like, that's what it is. And the fact that there's so much vitriol, so much, like, uh, nastiness born out of, like, apparent love for Superman. Christopher. It's just like, what is going on, man? What's for kids? The tights or the stories? Both. <laughs> the colourful costumes are there to entertain children. And I say that as a man who absolutely loves this shit. But also, if they're tights for kids, surely they'll be several sizes too small for some of these people. God damn it. This is Matt comedically segueing out of the Suicide Squad discussion into... I mean, where are we going? I have no idea. Uh, I, suppose, gonna... I suppose we better do a couple of emails before we go, because if we leave yeah. them all for next week, we'll Jesus never get Christ. through them. And we oh, didn't God. do we didn't do any last week, and we've got some to catch up on. <laughs> um, uh, some good ones as well, actually, because um, you know usually they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> send better emails, everyone. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. They're, they're, even the send better ones, stuff. Even the good ones are awful. Uh, this one comes in from Elena. Um, Hello, Elena. This one came in on the 24th of July. We're quite behind with this one. Um, And she says, Dear Chris Pine and Matthew Broderick. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Can we we not be. Dare you? (laughs) Ahoy, hi. Uh, Congratulations, Chris, on your new gaming YouTube channel. Have you got Matt working behind the camera? Are you talking to someone else? I think we need to dispel some illusion. This is not a gaming YouTube channel, this is a (laughs) gaming show. Yeah, like professional production company. I have no, I have no involvement with it. Although the man behind the camera is called Matt. It's just not this one. <laughs> Pointing at himself, he says. Matt blindness. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I wake, I make him wear a mask of your face just to feel comfortable. Yeah, sometimes it's the only way you can get off. Uh, in your most recent episode, <laughs> you bring up the first console you owned, which had me wondering. Mr. Matthew, me, not the, one not the one that's behind your camera, the actual, the definite article, you might say. Uh, <laughs> what was your first games console that you owned and what were your favourite games on it? The first console I owned was a Nintendo DS Lite, which I got from Argos. Argos? Argos? Ah, that's, the, the, that, Argos. that's the ancient beast living which beneath the from, temple. Which I Argos! She got, got from the Odyssey. Uh, with, <laughs> with a copy of Ben 10, Protector of the Earth, and Transformers Autobots, neither of which are very good. Uh, a cool element of the Transformers game, though, was you could scan any car driving past you and transform into it, something I don't think has returned as a mechanic in any subsequent game. Um, first console mm. uh, would have been... First Contact. Well, my dad had a Game Boy, which I ended up just playing all the time, and that had that was an original Game Boy with Tetris and... Dino Blaster, aka Atomic Punk, aka Bomberman, um, mm. depending on what territory you're in. Uh, <laughs> oh, what so, mindset for the day? <laughs> yes. Uh, so I played that a lot, um, but I also, but my first proper console, which I was, which was for me, which I was given, was I got a Sega Saturn in Christmas, uh, Christmas '95 mm-hmm. or '96, '95 must have been, um, and I got that with. Um, it was a four-game bundle, again from from Argos, I think as well actually, in the catalog. And it was the Saturn, along with uh, Sega Rally Championship, Virtua Fighter Two, Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three, and Alien Tri- Alien Trilogy. Hot damn! And much fun was had. Favorite games on it? 
Um, Panzer Dragoon Saga. Uh, uh, Sega Rally. Um, <laughs> still. Uh, uh, what else? What else did I love on the Saturn? All sorts of good stuff. Loads of good stuff on the Saturn. None of it. That's all terrible. <laughs> Never did a good Sonic game. They did Sonic Jam, which was a compilation of the Mega Drive Sonic games. That's all they ever did with it, really. Sonic R's terrible. Don't play Sonic R. It's awful. <laughs> it's not even a proper Sonic game. It's a racing game. But hey, it's your, it's your Sonic OC, so it's please not do even, not steal. It's not even a kart racer. It's just <laughs> Sonic running. Everyone's yeah. running apart from Robotnik and Amy, who are in a floating thing in a car, respectively. Everyone else is running. Knuckles is supposed to outrun Sonic in Sonic. What the fuck is that about? What? <laughs> Nights into Dreams. That's a classic game. Fucking nonsense, though. What was your first? What was your first console, Chris? <laughs> so, um, technically, first one bought for me was Game Boy Color. Okay. Um, yeah. Shit uh, hot. Shit hot, mate. Oh yeah. But uh, the first, the first one I. I was there was I owned and faffed around with was uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, Super it was, Nintendo. Uh, Super Nintendo. Sega Genesis. Uh, Coleco Vision. Sega Genesis. Uh, Don't bring Coleco Vision into this. It was the SNES, and it, my first games. It was a hand me down from a neighbour, and I bloody loved it. Uh, my first games were um, Street Fighter Two Turbo. Um, and Street Fighter 2, which when I got around to playing that, I was just really confused. I was like, it's the same, but with less stuff in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You've basically been handed yes. the version. You've basically been handed it and yes. then the special edition of it. It's yes. like, oh, okay. Uh, Killer Instinct. Um, Super Mario All-Stars. So again, compilation. All-Stars or All-Stars and World? All-Stars and World. Oh. Yes. Um, in fact, I tracked it down years later. Again, we 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 played some on stream once upon a yesteryear. Oh, we we so some good. classic two player, i.e., right. I've done my one. I now hand you the controller, yeah. <laughs> and you play your bit, and then you do your bit, and then you hand me the controller. All stars and worlds, all time classic, mate. All time, so classic. good, so good. Uh, but yeah, but the first first one that was like bought for me was Game Boy Color, um, Pokemon Red, and then my first home console was uh, PlayStation uh, with. Uh, Worms Armageddon and Crash Team Racing, and I still have both those physical discs to this day. Fantastic. Because Worms Armageddon makes me happy in my pants. Fantastic. Oh, also, add-on question for Chris. Uh, who would win in a fight, a Nintendo GameCube or an Atari Lynx? Goodbye, GameCube. my dears. <laughs> Elena. Thank you, Elena. Uh, GameCube, because whoever's using it in the fight would just pick it up and swing it, pick it up by its carry handle and swing it around, bludgeon people with it. Then again, to be fair, I'm not familiar enough with an Atari Lynx, so I'm going to I'm gonna Google it right now. Um, the Atari Lynx. Let's see, see what she brings up. The Atari Lynx. The Atari oh. Lynx. Oh! Mm, see, I don't know. It being a handheld, you could probably, like, do some damage. I mean, no, if, it's, if the two I... consoles have just been left in a room to fight... <laughs> Then I'm not sure who the winner would be. As someone who has handled both a GameCube and an Atari Lynx, <laughs> let me tell you, if you hit an Atari Lynx with a GameCube, or if you yeah. hit an Atari Lynx, or if you hit a GameCube with an Atari Lynx, either way around you do it, the Atari Lynx would be shattered into a million pieces and scattered to the four winds against the <laughs> against the unbreakable adamantine 
stoutness of the GameCube, the That's indestructible true. console. You could probably only damage your GameCube if, it, if the, a very corner of it slammed into a concrete surface and it you wasn't, get some cracks. It wasn't until the Wii U that Nintendo started making consoles you could break easily. And that's only because the, the Wii U controller has a screen in it. Like You can only break a Switch easily because it's mostly screen. Like Yeah, true. That's the, true. Only, yeah, that's, the, that's the only weak point they introduced into them. Prior to that, Nintendo consoles were basically indestructible. They had the, they had the, the Nokia 3310 factor of being fairly simple and straightforward and therefore basically unbreakable, even when they introduced discs into them. Because, of course, the point of failure on a lot of PlayStations, PlayStation 2s, was the disc drive. Whereas yeah. on the N64... No disk drives, all cartridges. Yeah, the games aren't as big, but there are a lot. There's no, there's no point of failure because it's less moving parts. Um, but even on the GameCube, because it's a smaller disk drive, smaller form factor, less points of uh, failure. It's it's a hell of a thing. So yeah, the GameCube wins. Also, the Lynx has something like 15 games in its library or something stupid like that because no one bought one because um, it fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> the Lynx. And the Jaguar are both terrible. Okay, round two. The Dreamcast versus the Virtual Boy. Go. Oh. <laughs> God, the Virtual Boy. Don't even. Don't even go there. Who wants a Virtual Boy? I really wanted a Dreamcast back in the day. I, I think really... it's just because I, I was fascinated by the fact that it's sort of the PlayStation, but it's got a little screen on its controller. Well, I was what does a, this mean? I was a Sega kid, so I wanted a Dreamcast. Mm. And then the Dreamcast died a death. Mm. I'm glad I didn't get one. Um, I did have one briefly when I was working at Blockbuster because mm-hmm. people would trade them in occasionally and they went for next to nothing because there was no value in them. So I did get one and a few games and, and fucked around with it a bit. And it's it's a, it's a console. Um, <laughs> Just took it back to work after two weeks. Like, yeah, I'm going to put this back up for sale. Yeah, uh, yeah basically. Kind of done here. Um, <laughs> this one comes in from Jack H. Jack H. Says, hello, my lovelies. Hello. Thanks, thanks. I'll keep it short this week, don't worry. <laughs> the Series 13 teaser trailer. Oh, it's time for uh, Chris and Matt to live on Doctor Who fans for lots of the anti Doctor Who questions. Oh, uh, here we go. Let's do that thing. That. Uh, oh, let's. Oh, God, my bloody shot arm. Let's do the thing. I, I just oh, injured no. myself picking this up. So oh, value no. it, listener. Yeah. Oh, God. Sheffield Steel. I really. I really liked it. Short, sweet, and punchy. Uh, just like Joe Pesci. Uh, John Bush Bishop <laughs> actually looks to be all right from what we see, and news that it's going to be one long narrative gives me hope for us to get a proper dive into the Doctor and the Timeless mm. Child line. Wish we got a date, though. What were your thoughts? We, I mean, we covered that what? last week. Yeah, the... the it's... I mean, our, our thoughts have probably evolved since, because since there has been breaking news. Yes. Which, which is that... Uh, this series is now yeah. only six episodes and will be followed by three specials in 2022, which will also act as the exit for Chris yeah. Chibnall, showrunner, and Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. Um, I'm I'm disappointed to find out it's only six eps. I thought it was five. I was, uh, sorry, uh, I thought it was eight. And we were going to have that, like, you know, contained storyline. I was like, okay, that's cool. I think six, part of it is like, also they oh. probably had to cut because of COVID restrictions and stuff, because they've shot all this during the pandemic, so... Yeah, there's also a lot of out- outdoor filming this time around, yeah. too. That's why we've sort of seen spoilers. One of which was confirmed by a former showrunner in an Instagram caption this week when wishing 
the outgoing Doctor well. Former showrunner may or may not have mentioned one of his creations uh, and the fact that she would be facing off against them. And then was told by another former showrunner that he probably should edit his caption. So he did, but everyone already saw it. So it was very much a blink and you'll miss it caption. So Like a fleet, almost. Uh, Um, Yes. Oh, yeah, but RIP, by the way. RIP fleets. We all Uh, hardly knew ye. Fleeting. Uh, Before (laughs) I go... I just want to express my disappointment at the Doctor Who fandom at large. Mm. Yes. All the top 10 comments on the official Doctor Who posters shitting on either Chibnall or Joda. I understand they want it to be quote unquote better, but it's no way to nurture, grow or build a franchise. And I fear it'll be what pushes the show off the air again. But hey, I love Doctor Who and won't stop because someone thinks it's too political, even though it was political from the very first episode. Cheerio boys. Hope you haven't been flooded and ooh, Doctor Who games. <laughs> what? Which um, <laughs> uh, Jack then followed up with a, with a little short email saying, hello again, again, little more news. Time Fracture's been cancelled again. Still no Brian the Ood for me. Sorry to hear that. God um, damn. Yeah. Yeah they're, yeah. Dealing with, they're dealing with bloody floods and potential pings and everything. They're, yeah. Busy over there trying to get the show back up and running. Um, by the time we'll have the freedom and the scratch to do like a, a weekend trip to London and go and do Time Fracture, it'll close down. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be gone. I'll be dead. Uh, That's all right. We can go and watch um, a matinee of Only Fools and Horses or something. Uh, we'll, we'll go and watch one of uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's shows in one of his many theatres. He's worried about being forced to sell because he's not rich enough. Oh, you're not Aww. rich enough, Andrew. <laughs> oh, you're being oh oh. Did you back a Tory government and now and now this now this squeezing on the arts? Oh, is that right, Andrew? Oh dear. Oh, you fucking idiot. What did you think was gonna happen? You banana smile face twat. Um, sorry. He does have a banana smile. It is literally like he's jammed a whole banana in his mouth. Yeah, he really yeah, does. Sideways, yeah. That's so. I never. That's a perfect description. Of like, as, he, as he ages, he's turning into a toad. As he ages, yeah. sure, it wasn't always a toad. Well, a toad that played at being a man. And, and now, <laughs> now the play is over, and this ice cream's at the interval. Uh, so, oh god, yeah, uh, that's. I that's mean, the show. I think. Yeah, I don't think we, we can we'd go li- anywhere from there. We, we'd like to expand it on the fandom thing. What are your thoughts on? Uh, the release, the air cut fandom. What are your thoughts on the Doctor Who fandom? What are your thoughts on Jodie and uh, Chibnall uh, leaving Doctor Who? Um, you know, I'm curious to hear from you. Big damn contact at gmail.com. Here's our thoughts bottled up real quickly in a short statement. Uh, I'm sad she's leaving, and I hope he gets to tell the stories he wants to tell before he goes. There we go. That's yeah. my thoughts. I, ho- yeah. I, I hope they go out on a high. Mm, I, I hope that I hope they go out on a mic drop so impressive that everyone who's ever hated it goes, all right, do you know what? That was pretty good. I would have liked to have seen more Jodie before. I mean, we've still got a fair bit to come, but I mm. think... Nine whole stories. Yeah. One I being think, feature length. I think the whole sort of era has been beset by, like, schedule fuck-ups and production timeline fuck-ups... Mm. And air date fuck ups and everything has just been so so inconstant that it's just not really had a chance to get its feet under the table. Yeah. In a way. Um so I'm it, sad that it's it's ending where it is, but hopefully it'll go out on a high. Interesting fact, um if you count 
a Doctor's tenure based on their first appearance in the show and last appearance in the show whilst it's in production. So that means you can't count... Um, McGann. Cause... McGann or John Hurt, and you can't really count Sylvester because like, you, you have to cap it off at survival, not the TV movie. Because yes. it's about when the show is in production. Uh, Jodie is the second... If, if she leaves after July 2022... She will be the second longest serving doctor in the role after Tom Baker. Oh yeah, but with a which tiny is a weird thought. Stories, yeah, that's the weird thought. Is it's like that's yeah, that's true, but also it feels like we've barely seen her because it's been two series and two specials so far, and it's 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 odd, odd. I would have it's liked more enough. of her. What do you think, Sonic Screwdriver, made of Sheffield Steel? Quiet, you. I think that you should go to twitch.tv forward slash big damn stream oh. if you want to watch some streaming content. Uh, and also, think. you should be back here next week for some more big damn cast. And if you fancy giving us a bit, a couple of pennies to help keep the lights on and that, you should go to patreon.com forward slash big damn cast. And uh, yeah, you should. You, we'll, we'll, we'll be back next week, hopefully, with some The Suicide Squad, the podcast, the news, the reviews. The motion picture, the beach towel, the yeah. lunchbox. Oh, and um, if you do send us any more e- any emails about the Suicide Squad, please make sure you mark spoilers properly. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers for that. He's not bitter. Not that I'm bitter or anything, <laughs> as the person who screens the emails. <laughs> Did you find out that everyone dies? I'm not going to tell you what I found out. Well, I'll tell you next week. But, oh. Um, but yeah. We'll see you there. Fingers crossed we see the film between now and That'd then. be really good. That'd be, be really nice. good to see the film. Send some loving. Should, should be getting out of uh, isolation on the Sunday, so we'll find out. Ooh, goodbye, children. Goodbye, all. Goodbye. Goodbye.